pushing the button this time i pushed the button unprompted not not only am i duly chastened i am confused as fuck and i'm going to love it because now i'm extra vaguely uncomfortable you should be damn you so start me out with push i have some news james oh do tell big news not really it's really stupid but news me up you know how i uh notoriously do not watch television programs yes well, I have found one that I vaguely enjoy because I decided that I I do want to like find a decent story to like get into. Yeah. So I tried to start watching Fringe. Do you okay. remember Fringe? Vaguely. That sci-fi show? Yeah. But the doctor in it had like the uh the late 2000s like magic autism kind of thing. Okay. Where like Oh, he's super smart, but he's quirky, a borderline on the spectrum. Like, this just makes me uncomfortable, and I don't care for it. And yeah. Like, it was gross, and it's kind of X-Files-y. It, it's fine, but it, I just lost interest. But what I did find, James, was a program called Yellow Jackets. Yellow Jackets? Have you heard of that? Yes, I have. About the uh, girls' soccer team who yes. goes missing in the woods. Yes. It is quite good. I really? made it through season one. Mm-hmm. And you made wait, wait, wait! You made it through a whole season of a. I a sure series. did. I you. sure did. And uh, it uh, it kind of lost me toward the end of season one because very early on they sort of introduced a uh, supernatural element, which, it's very good writing. Was it was weird stuff that happened, but it was all explainable and it was explained over time. But that means that it kind of lost the supernatural element that was really drawing me in. And I, I feel like they're trying to buy it back because mm. I just started season two. And I, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with it because I have a real tendency to just drop shit. Yeah. But I want to see where it goes. And I'm, I'm just <coughs> here to report. I watch TV. Wow. So they're doing a real will they Clap are... for me. Where's my... <laughs> I watch TV. Where are my accolades? Well, wait, they're doing a real will they, won't they with the supernatural. They're trying to take it back. They, is it spooky? Is it not spooky? Is it the thing? Is it not the thing? Yeah, and it's it's really good writing. And like Christina Ricci is a fucking gem. Well, in fucking that show. if Ricci's in it, I'll watch it. Oh, she is excellent. And it is on Paramount Plus, which means that you have the access I to that. Do you sure do, buddy? And I, I would recommend it. I. I try not to watch a whole lot of television programs, especially ones that people, you know, rave about because I tried Game of Thrones, made it like 20 minutes into the first episode and like just this entire premise is not for me. Mm-hmm. Again, Fringe I tried. I tried to watch The Boys and superhero shit just makes my eyes glaze over. I and think just... the last series, because I have, <clears throat> I have zero tolerance for those things usually. Um, was called the Black Donnellys, and it was about like, oh boy, I remember that. Yeah, and um, I was I was um in cli- I was in turbine climbing school, and I had a weekend where I couldn't go home around oh six ish. Yeah, yeah, and I fucking watched that whole thing in pretty much two sittings in just like a forty eight hour period. I just watched all of them, and I, I part of it is it was completely different than how I grew up, but it was exactly the fucking same. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, it hit so many weird notes that I, I just couldn't stop watching the goddamn thing. 
<clears throat> the only like real criticism that I have, and it's something that really, really, really bothers me about this Yellow Jacket show, is the constant 90s nostalgia music. Mm. Just, okay, I get that you want to score your show, and I understand that you're playing music from the time period. I get it. But it, it feels like it's being constantly thrown at me. Mm-hmm. Like, man, I get it. Just let your scene play. <laughs> That, that is my one complaint, and I'm sure everybody listening who has seen it is telling me, why don't you shut the fuck up? Because that's <laughs> how you make TV, but it bothers me. Ah, uh, tis what it is. Uh, speaking of things that bother me, hey everybody, welcome to Horror Vomit, where we talk about horror movies so you don't have to. My name is Rootin' Tootin' Chris Faff, and I'm one of your hosts, partner. Um, yeehaw. I am James Marino, and I am... Both mortified and strangely intrigued, and I am the other one of your hosts. Yeah, I don't know, man. That just, was some fucking energy, homie. That was just, wow. Just throwing that gauntlet right down there on the table, because I'm trying to get excited. Because today, James, we are talking about 1989's Communion. Mm-hmm. Written by Whitley Stryber, directed by Philippe Mora. Starring Lindsay Krauss as Anne and the goddamn Christopher Walken mm-hmm. as Whitley. Which is the only reason I could watch this fucking movie. What? So, James? <clears throat> yes. I usually have a question about how you like this movie, but we're just right off the bat going to agree this movie's dog shit. Yeah, the movie can go fuck itself in the neck. Okay, so... When I proposed this, I knew absolutely nothing about it. Mm. Flipping through movies, and I happened to land on a 1989 Christopher Walken alien abduction film that I had never heard of. Mm -hmm. And I said, fuck me running. And I sent it to you immediately and said, we are watching this. Your response was, fuck Whitley Stryber. <laughs> so, now that we've agreed that this movie's dog shit, could you tell not only me, but our audience a little bit about why fuck Whitley Stryber? Okay, well, first of all, let me start out by saying this movie committed to the ultimate sins. I am, and have been most of my life, a deep skeptic <laughs> and a hater of most things woo Alien abduction, you know, conspiracy theories with a capital C, you know, all that kind of shit, you know. And the other thing I hate, I'm very, well, the other thing about me is that I'm very, very, very opinionated about music. And there was a period, late 80s up through about mid 90s, where there were two kinds of music as a sting or a background. One is cheesy metal guitar. And fucking Eric Clapton, guitar masturbation. <laughs> Guess what sin this fucking movie had? It wasn't metal guitars. Written, uh, music written and composed by Eric Clapton. Noted racist Eric Clapton. And I never understood the reverence for this motherfucker. I, I don't get it, never could get it, won't get it, and um, it did the portrayal of the one lifestyle that I can't understand, and I'm going to guess, I'm going to have to straight up say it's a prejudice. Is there a certain type of um, 
upper middle class, East Coast, kind of white Anglo-Saxon Protestant kind of <laughs> ugh. Yeah, that um, it's like, remar- I make jokes about not as, being able to as, watch. As a white people, yeah. as a straight up white people, we agree. Because I'm only part white, so I don't know if I'm allowed to comment on it. I just noticed that that, that is a very major irritation for me. That's why I couldn't watch Frasier or Becker or, you know, things of that ilk. You know, my apologies to Ted Danson, but the types of things that he was in, I, I, nothing, nothing for me. Right. So, um, so all of these things started. Whitley Stryber is a woo merchant. You know, um, the uh, UFOlogy, is there alien life? Is there not alien life? I don't give a fuck until I see, it. I don't know, probably. Big universe. We're yeah. probably the Florida of the universe. I know somebody's joke. That's somebody's joke. But we probably. Who's going to stop here? Right. You know. And so, all that aside, the way he depicted it, this movie is about a guy who has writer's block trying to write something. Um, ends up writing a. We're watching a movie about a guy writing about something now he can write about something because of this abduction and and i'm like this movie is fuck 12 ways from sunday and any sort of internal fucking logic whatsoever so here here is my theory that i laid out for you this and is, i and i think this is accurate the only reason i could get through this movie because i was about ready to ask for a lateral i rarely do it i was this close or well very very close to asking for hey dude anything i'll watch anything but this please please but then you said so my theory on this film is that this is an elaborate joke on this man this is an hour and 40 minutes of them making fun of him to his face because whitley Stryber, previous to this had written wolfen and The Hunger, mm-hmm. the film with David Bowie. So, he knew producers. Mm-hmm. It's easy to say that he probably knew some Hollywood people. So, couldn't write anything, makes up a story about an alien abduction. His producer friends say, yep, we will make that. They hire on these people who read through this communion book and go, well, it's a job. This is bullshit. So what they did, since they let Whitley Stryber write the screenplay for this, is they took him at absolute face value and put his exact words onto the screen. Mm. And when you see it visualized, it makes it even more ridiculous. Well, when this came out, the book came out, the movie came out, it was everything fucking where every place every talk show every you couldn't get past it and um what i think bothered me the most at the time because i had just gotten out of the service and um i was you know i was doing shit i was working i was working kitchens at uh, marshall fields of all places and um that's all anybody talked about because you're right by the bookstore and whatever and people who you would think would know better talking about the alien abductions every joke's an anal probe joke it's a this you know it was just fucking so much and as a as a skeptic i'm like there are a lot of people that i know who should know better that should just fucking know better <coughs> that we're all about aliens and they got way 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 into that and, and I, that's unforgivable to me i'm like dude come on 
But one of the funniest things about it, though, <clears throat> is that he's very clearly giving himself away that this did not happen. Because he seems to know this terminology. And it was it was some sort of an anal probe. Well, if you didn't know shit about aliens, you'd have just said, yeah, they crammed something in my ass. I don't know what it was. <laughs> I don't know if they were trying to take my temperature or what. Like, they could have asked, maybe. Like Because I believe the book was written in 87. Mm -hmm. So by that time... The alien stories had been out. Oh, yeah. This it, was not new ground that he was breaking And the terminology, like the grays, the big eyes, there's no, there was no description to make it distinct. No. And everything to suggest that it didn't come from him because you would see something, oh, yeah, well, you know, you know how they said the gray, they weren't really gray, they were kind of grayish green. Mm -hmm. You know, some fucking thing, they glisten, or what, some fucking thing. No. Nothing and people even okay. We saw it, or you saw it. Thanks, thanks to you. I also saw it as a a big old fuck you to Whitley Stryber, right? Mm -hmm. But a lot of people went to this movie and ate it up as <clears throat> gospel. And say, I and the reason that I say that I think it is a just a big joke on him is because he was very unhappy with how this movie turned out. Because the aliens look silly. <laughs> they look like... They look like real bad D&D. &D. They look like little squashed up like yeah. DC villains. They kind of look like the minions if they were blue and yeah. goofy. And when he fucking gives them a lip kiss. Randomly just... Uh-huh. Because right on the fucking mouth. Uh-huh. They, they make these aliens look cartoonish. James, there is a point in this film where Christopher Walken does a little shimmy with them. Mm -hmm. and He and, does a dance number with the aliens. And, and one of the aliens break dances with the noodle arms. I'm like, the if, fuck out of here with that bullshit. Come on. If that is not directly laughing at this man to his face, I don't know what is. That is taking the rantings of a lunatic and going, you, wanna, you want us to put this on screen? Okay. We sure will. We'll do that for you. And the whole time I'm sitting there going, oh, Whitley, you think you're a beatnik. That's cute. Haikus to your kid. Yeah, that fucking happens. And the kid's appreciative. You know it's fiction, homie. You know that's fiction. There are times. In... No, no, I'm sorry. Read a haiku to your 10-year-old for a fucking bedtime story. And the kid would appreciate it and make a cogent statement about it. You tell me. The the other thing that Whitley Stryver was not happy about was his depiction as played by Christopher Walken because, as Whitley Stryver described it, he was doing it over the top. Yeah. To which Christopher Walken replied, well, if the shoe fits. Like, yes, I'm an over the top asshole. And I'm like, well, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Again, directly making fun of him to his face. I mean, I read the book. It's in the subtext. What do you want from me? Exactly. I said the words you wrote. It's, Fuck yeah. It's so goddamn funny. And there are things in this that are just absolutely batshit that shouldn't be there. Um, who takes their child downhill bike riding in the snow? Oh, I don't know. Who wears a Daniel Boone cap? What grown professional person? Where's a Daniel Boone cap to a diner? Not on Halloween. I, I, I ask you, sir. 
And that's why I secretly think this might be one of the funniest movies ever made. Because it's kind of like when uh, Jules Verne wrote 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea just because he was mad at some dude that believed in phrenology Mm -hmm. in the city of Atlantis. So he just wrote an entire novel that was a fuck you to Uh, that one guy. mm -hmm. It feels like they did that to Whitley Stryber. Well, and again, that is the only thing that fueled my ability to get through this movie because it was just a series of, I'm like, what the fuck am I watching? Why the fuck am I looking at this people? What did he just fuck? What words just came out of his goddamn mouth? And in (laughs) what context does that have to do with anything in the entire universe ever? It's the best. And just, and just when you start to doze off, he's on a bus with a f- bus full of people with fucking praying mantis heads. It's great. It's absolutely ridiculous. I, I mean, the, again, it, as a satire of Whitley Stryber, I enjoyed it. Uh, just to watch, we we had joked with just like if we had like Malcolm McDowell just telling you how he makes omelets in the morning. Or Christopher Walken telling you about his, you know, last week's uh, medical history. Uh-huh. I, I didn't give a fuck. Just, yes. Oh, mm-hmm. Okay. Because there are so many times in this, and again, I fucking love Christopher Walken, but there are so many times where it felt like he just looked at what he had to read for that very moment completely out of context with what was happening in the scene or the script. Yes. His delivery is bananas. <laughs> like, more so than usual, right. just out of left field. The way he says things in this are absolutely mystifying, mm-hmm. and it adds to the real just fuck you quality of this film, which, again, it just it makes it such a delight to watch. Um, I will say that there are parts of this that I really actually enjoyed as a movie. I I mean, there's parts of it that were filmed well. And there are parts of it that kind of half-ass make sense if I really paid attention, but it didn't draw me in to make me pay attention. This movie could be better than I think it is. Yeah. But when, and again, this is this might just be a cultural thing, you know, when you talked about some of the Hispanic films we had. We're delving so far into a world that I only know so much about that I I got lost. I had no idea. I had no context for what they were saying or even the emotions that they were showing because it was so foreign. The way they were showing it was so foreign to what I'm used to seeing that I couldn't tell you if anybody was happy, sad, mad, or glad or anything except by their words and tone. And, and I'm just like, I, I, I don't like any of these people. No, and, I don't care what happens to any of them. No, and, no, not at all. And if it's a true story, well, then, oh, these people must be fucking horrific. <laughs> See, and there's... Okay, so... Seeing these types of uh, I- images is a real sign of sleep paralysis, right? It's yeah. a real symptom of sleep paralysis. Mm-hmm. How much did we know about sleep paralysis by 1989? We knew of it. I'd, I'd heard of it um, when I had a bout of it because I used to get night terrors, but I've also um, grew out of that, thank God. I used to sleepwalk, night terrors, and um, I would have, they knew enough that they, when we went to the doctor, oh, that's what that is. It was known. It wasn't, you know, 
But as far as um, prior to that, let's say I'm Whitley Stryber. I don't know how old he is, but let's say he is in his 80s now. When he was a kid, that would have been not as known. And that's where a lot of the UFO stories I would tell you would come from. Right. But what I'm saying is that I, I don't want to be shitting on a man who might really believe that this happened to him. But the thing that really leads me toward, oh, he's just a liar, is th- the way that he tells this story. Just the way that it is structured, mm-hmm. because it goes just as you would absolutely expect if you were making up this story on the fly. This thing happened to me. I didn't know what it was. I was scared. So I, finally I told my wife, and my wife didn't believe me. And everybody thought I was crazy. And then I met these other people who had had the same experiences. And I, then, and that it's that whole liar that I'll show everybody and then everyone claps. <laughs> regression therapy was debunked a billion fucking years ago. Uh-huh. But all of the core memories came from regression therapy. And the funny thing is, if it just happened, how come... It happened sequentially, so we have it. We didn't know what happened to him as a boy. Nobody, his wife didn't believe him until the boy said something. There's no way those two could possibly have been in collusion. And um, there's no way the father could Can I have daddy's dreams? Oh, well, when he is sitting around your house just babbling at you about this alien conspiracy. Then the late Ag Denouement that he'd had it happen to him as a boy also. Hmm. Hmm. Like the father revisited to the son in act form. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. That's... It it all worked out really, really well for being an absolutely true story. Regression therapy. Yeah, that's... Okay. Yeah, that's never gotten anybody in trouble ever in the history of ever. It's never been completely debunked. No. and fuck out of here with all that bullshit. And it's... It's so fake as to the point where after he meets with the lady and she suggests hypnotism, they show him back at home ranting and raving about how I would never let that devil woman take control of my mind, blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, in your story, you have to hit rock bottom before you're willing to accept help because that's how story structure works. Mm -hmm. So he has to be ranting about how he'll never succumb to this. And then immediately, like, Two scenes later, he's in her office. Okay, because I, I, I was going to have a question for you as the, the resident expert white person. Um, <laughs> I watched there was no lead up. Like me, I'm used to ramping up. Like, you know, problems don't just happen. I saw that six minutes or, you know, I saw that 20 minutes ago. We're fucking working up to this fight. You know what I mean? It's just nothing, nothing, nothing. Big fight, but not a whole lot of emotion, but everything was like, this mean stuff, mean stuff. And it was like, you know, when they were in the office and they were really going at it, but there was no lead into it. It was all of a sudden they were just really going at it, but it was in no kind of way, shape or form. I've ever seen anybody fight in my life. And I was confused. Are they fighting? Is What is that? What are they? What, what's going on? I don't know, Jay. Okay. Because I didn't know if that's usual kind of thing or. I have no idea. Okay. That just waspy East Coast shit? I don't know. Perhaps. I don't know. Or it might just be bad writing. <laughs> Could be. Oh, fuck, I got to struggle with this shit. Or we're arguing We're arguing now this scene right here? Yes. Um. Okay. <laughs> there wasn't supposed to be. It's just walking got loud because he was bored. 
There was no subtext here. So I decided I can't do fucking walking. No. I don't know why I attempted it, but I committed it and it sucked horribly. But just the there's scenes of him like arguing with the aliens. Like what what the fuck are we watching this for? I mean, he's just naked on their ship, like, come on! I'm naked here. Just like what is happening? Why is any of this? Why is he in obstetrician stirrups? The fuck? There's got to be easier ways to probe a homie. I mean, come on. <laughs> the guys are waist height. You see Christopher Walken's hand in frame. What's what's in his... Oh, okay. I don't know what's going on here. I thought it was going to be a different movie to earn its R rating. I didn't know. He already kissed him. I, I don't know. I James, I about peed in my pants when he kissed him. All sweaty and shit. It, it's, again... It's such a fuck you to this man who probably thought, like, oh, I have this really good idea. He was strangely okay with the probing. And it's... It's one of those things that, like, I really wonder, how did they even get Walken to do this? Did he really owe somebody a favor? Hey, how much money? I I don't know where Walken was in his career because, honestly, I don't pay attention to anything ever. When when did Kings in, or King of New York come out? Because that's for me. That's when I knew Walking. Okay, it was um, the the Vietnam movie he did, Deer Hunter. Deer Hunter. That's when I first saw Walking. The next time I ever remember seeing him in anything was the King of New York, or whatever. You know, the one where he was the gangster. Mm-hmm. Fucking love that movie. It's like one of my top five movies of all fucking time. Right yeah, there. it fucking rules. Yes, dude. it does. So seeing him with a shotgun was okay. Had I not seen King in New York, it would have been jarring to see him because he looked like he knew what the fuck he was doing. I'm like, oh, wait, he's from Texas. Apparently, he should know. Okay, okay. Had to run through it because he just racked it. He had the safety ready and everything. I'm like, fuck yeah. And that's, I forgot about that entire scene where he's wandering through his house with a shotgun and almost shoots his wife in the fucking head. And all I could have is I got the whole time he was doing it, I got Cypress Hill running through my head, saw it all shotgun hand on my bum. I'm watching a different movie. All of a sudden, I'm back to King's New York. Man, and I really love that they carved out several sections for Christopher Walken to put on like a nice suit and do some dance steps. <laughs> that fucking hat, my guy. Because there is a very long sequence of him looking dapper as shit. Hells yeah. Just kind of two-stepping throughout, like, the city and then the lobby of his building and shit. And then up to his wife. Well, you always forget. The video reminded me. I forgot the motherfucker can dance. Uh Uh-huh. Apparently, he had had a job as a lion tamer for a while. That rules. I don't know if he was circus family, but um, neither one of his parents spoke English. And they say, I don't know if it's apocryphal or what, but um, that his cadence, the way he speaks on screen, is the same cadence he grew up hearing. Because when his parents did speak English, it was very stilted and halting. And that may have been an affectation that made him a lot of fucking money. But that's why he has that that odd style of, you know, pauses, you know, yeah. that walk-in pause. So... <laughs> Walken was a lion tamer. Yeah. James, I have very good news for you. Speaking of people with other cool side jobs. What's that? Have you ever listened to any of Christopher Lee's heavy metal albums? Mm-hmm. 
They rule. I had no idea that Barry's could go that low. <laughs> I just found out about that not too long ago. Fuck out of here. I would have su- Chris, knowing you, <laughs> I would assume, I would have assumed that would have been canonical knowledge to you. I had no idea, and I am ashamed. I am ashamed that I am not the person to have broken it to you. Because the minute I heard, wait a minute, Christopher Lee has a Christmas metal song. Mm-hmm. Oh shit, he's got like three albums out. I'm telling you, bud. I, yeah, I'm, I'm saddened and sickened actually a tiny bit in my soul that I was not the one to have broken it to you. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a real shame. It was based on the assumption that that was something that you could not have not known. I'm sorry. I, I, I am. I've let all of us down. Well, specifically me, but that's okay. All right. I'm going to get used to it, okay? So, so communion, James. <laughs> communion. Okay, as a movie, fuck this movie and fuck you for making me watch this. As satire, it was funny as fuck. It, you kind of know it's going to be silly. Did you notice what the very first shot of this film is? Uh... Uh, Whitley and his wife in bed. Now, did you notice how he is sleeping? He is sleeping on top of her. <laughs> I don't know why, but immediately you see him laying like on her hip bone. It's Jeez. ridiculous. Well, you know, they have to prove old Whitley's, Whitley's getting some, you know what I'm saying? So... All right. Showing his strumpf in his marriage. So I guess that's when we, I guess we have to have the alien talk. I think we've done it before, but hmm. I, another part of the reason that I really don't believe in the whole alien abduction thing is because I'm not saying that there is not other forms of life out in the universe. Mm-hmm. I do honestly believe that that is statistically impossible. However, I do not believe that we will ever meet each other simply due to the vastness of the universe. And if anything even has a semblance of mortality, it is too vast a dis, uh, too vast a, uh, a chasm, area. Yeah. yeah. Well, and think about it this way. Jesus. That's <laughs> okay. Think about it this way. <laughs> Nothing coming out of my mouth about aliens at all is original thought to me. Obviously I'm not that smart, but if you think about alien as an alien, we are assuming sentience as we understand sentience. Maybe they are not able to contact us because we are so completely alien that there is absolutely no chance that we can communicate in any way, shape, or form. Um, you know, any assumption that we make about what we consider a life form might be so, the concept might be so alien that we wouldn't even recognize it were it to look us in the eye and biff us on the forehead and say, fuck not. We're here. Right. Because we have no conception of how that exists. The same thing, you know, with, with, you know, with the same idea of existing in space, all that shit. Um, so if it were to happen or were to have happened, how would we know? We, We couldn't. And so it's an impossibility, but even if it were to happen, you know, unless it happened to me, what the fuck difference? What fuck possible difference does it make in the slightest bit whether aliens exist in the daily life at all? That's what I feel about aliens. Exactly. And that's what 
I was kind of getting at is that this doesn't prove or disprove anything, really. All it does is make the idea of alien abduction seem a little less credible to me. Okay. Think about think about when this came out. Internet was just kind of kicking a little bit. 89? What? Because, you know, it was not a huge... It was, they had, what, message boards and shit in 89? Oh, I have no idea. I think uh-huh. that's much later, like mm-hmm. mid-90s. What this what this movie did, and I was trying to figure out a way to say it earlier in the, in the podcast, but um, what this movie did was take a fringe, like, you know, we all know the UFO nut, and you can kind of, if you read fringe shit, or, you know, um, God, was it, um, I used to be into, like, High Weirdness by Mail, where you'd mail into UFOologists, and these people were down for it, and they would send you fucking pamphlets for years. Yeah. If you send them two bucks. And it went from just being a couple guys with chick tracks or whatever, you know, to um, everybody's talking about UFOs now. You know, it went from just three guys in the basement to every fucking body. And so fuck Whitley for that shit. Yeah, because, I mean, like you said, what difference does it really make? Especially, I, I part of the reason I wanted to cover this, too, is that, you know, there's been a lot of alien stuff in the news lately. Mm-hmm. and The Tampa aliens. And again, we kind of, as a society, have all went, well, we have other shit going on. Even if these are real at this point, nobody fucking cares. Mm-hmm. So, again, like, this... This isn't saying anything. It, this just feels like the ramblings of a liar. Mm-hmm. It smells to, like Frank Dukes. It really does. It's like, and there's even a line in this before he, like while they're meeting with the hypnosis, the hypnotist, sorry. When he, you know, what suffering, symptoms are you suffering? He says, you know, delu- sometimes delusions of grandeur. Like, well, yeah, you're kind of giving yourself away, man. The designation for communion went from nonfiction to fiction to nonfiction to court-ordered fiction. The second one was not allowed to be released as nonfiction. <laughs> okay, this is, you, you can look this shit up. I mean, I, I, I started hate reading about this because when I was, after I, I, I fell asleep, I'd had 10 hours of sleep and I kept falling asleep to this movie. Just kept falling asleep, so I did a lot of reading because I, you know, I wanted to make sure I at least had something, but Oh God, nobody, nobody liked this fucking guy except, okay. I'm, let me rephrase that on a convention circuit. This guy was fucking gold. Oh, I bet you put him on a panel right next to David Icke. Mm -hmm. You throw him up at, you know, Gen Con or Comic Con and you got about, 10,000 of my fellow nerds run up there, because oh, this guy is just saying some wacky shit. Mm-hmm. So, you know, but as far as being, um, you know, a credible UFO, whatever, I think that there are certain certain cases you read about, and if true, what you read, well, is it an alien or not? No, but this is the closest. No, but it's weird. Yeah, and this is the closest I've ever seen to what I would consider what a real alien thing might be like. You know what I mean? But... <laughs> a lot of it, you know, a lot of it is gaps in time. A lot of it is convenient for some people that needed gaps in time. Mm-hmm. A lot of it is people having a mental issue. A lot of it is drug-induced. A lot of it is, you know, some people just lose time and need to have an explanation. Because the biggest fear we all have, and I think what I'll, I, I, I personally believe, and I've read this from other people, it's not my idea, but 
the the rise in how people are talking about conspiracy theories all the time, people you wouldn't expect to, is that people stop being religious. But they need to believe that the bad things happen because somebody's in charge of that bad thing. So it's got to be a conspiracy because otherwise it would just be random bullshit that's happening because people aren't good. Mm-hmm. And to face that is much more difficult than to, oh, I've got an all-reaching conspiracy mm-hmm. so I can rail against and feel righteous about. Mm-hmm. I can catch all those pedophiles. I mm-hmm. can catch all those ne'er-do-wells. Right. That, yeah. So taking it from an all-father or an all-blah to conspiracy got it. so we got to fight the conspiracy i got to find a bunch of like-minded folks it's that whole like tribe team mentality you got to have something and more power you know some people need that and fucking i ain't i'm knocking any of it if, it, if it's what gets you through the day hey do it as long as it doesn't hurt nobody you know but yeah uh, uh, I just hate that bullshit. Yeah, at the end of the day, like, and that's where conspiracies have taken a very strange turn. It's like, okay, in 89, you want to believe that you and some other people have been abducted and experimented on by aliens. Cool. Mm -hmm. I mean, if that's what you want to do with your life, fucking people want to give you money for it, make your money, man. Mm -hmm. Go ahead and make your money. But it, it... Things have turned for the worse now to where now, like, people are getting hurt. Mm-hmm. And uh, it all kind of stems from shit like that. Because the alien theory, and then, oh, well, the ancient aliens, they came back because, you know, these pe- brown people and these ancient civilizations couldn't have figured any of this out. Mm-hmm. It had to have been aliens. And, 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 and people think about, forget about how long a period. It's not like the pyramids went up in a day and a half. Mm-hmm. Think about that if you have one purpose for a thousand years, one purpose, all the money, all the everything in the entire thing, one purpose for a thousand years, and you can't make a pyramid. You know, they forget about how long time is because we can only grasp the concept of time by having lived. So when a thousand years, a hundred years, 200 years, it's all pretty much relatively the same to me and my daily life. You know, except when you look at something that's 8,000 years old, can you actually in your brain think about 1,000 years of one thing, one reign of one family whose dedication was to make one pyramid? Yeah. All the resources, money, and we're talking huge amounts of resources and money to do this one fucking thing. And it's not as if masonry, stonemasonry didn't exist. It's not as if fluid dynamics did not work because you couldn't write down the, the formula for it. Right. When you put fluid on a flat surface, it reduces drag. Hmm. What were they near? They- a water source. And they had literally nothing to do but figure that out. Absolutely. So... Yes. But I, no, it was aliens. Yeah, because, you know, oh, God, don't get me started about uh, the correlation between a, a lot of that stuff and um, racism, because we could go on for a minute. No, and that's what I kind of wonder where Whitley Stryber has fallen on these kind of things these days, because if it went, if he's still just peddling the harmless, like, oh, aliens abducted me and stuck stuff in my butt, and then I wrote a book about it. Got- now, now give me money. Yeah. Cool, man. 
make your grift. I'm all for it. Hey, yeah. But if if you're out there and you've taken those uh, theories to the next logical conclusion as to still make money among this sort of crowd, then you can probably go fuck yourself. Mm-hmm. And and again, what, what what's your? It's odd because we talk about grifts and hey, you fucking got it, got it. But you know, it, I guess it's the intention behind the grift. If your intention hurts people, fuck you. If you're doing and, it for racist reasons, you're doing it for, you know, whatever, fuck you. And I guess just bringing it back around to the film, this is a perfect example of when that grift didn't really work out mm-hmm. because this really makes him look like an asshole. And forever, evermore, he is in bed with this movie. Whether he approved it or disapproved it, whether his followers, whatever, this movie depicts him how it depicts him. And if you read the book and saw the movie, you couldn't go, hey, wait, that was mean. <laughs> well, it was, but not on fucking purpose. Or maybe it was. Yeah. And that's why I said this is such an intricate fuck you to one man that it mm. just blows my mind how funny this movie is. I have now revisited about five or six movies that we've watched. Um I think that this is one that I would want to watch again next year when I'm in a different place in my life and a different place in my daily because I wasn't about the satire. I was about a horror movie, god damn it. Yeah. Oh, it fails tremendously on that. <laughs> uh-huh. Um the depictions of aliens, I'm like it was hack. It was hack from jump. It was there was even in 89 that was hack. But again, I think that's very purposeful. Mm-hmm. Cuz you know Hack shit about a hack writer. Hey. Oh, whoa. Uh, uh, this movie's a real pile of garbage, though. Yeah, fuck this movie in the neck. I, I don't wish to ever watch this again. And so much so that we've spent barely any time talking about the actual film. Because, honest to God, there's nothing to fucking talk about. No, it's pretty boring until it super isn't, and then it's weird and confusing. Mm-hmm. And, and strangely homoerotic. And, yep, and, sure is. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, it's fine. But if you, you know, if you're doing that, make a statement. Don't you know? Just say something about it, or you know, point to it, or fucking something. But you know, like, eh. again, I just I can't stress enough how perfectly structured this story is to make it unbelievable. <laughs> yes. Because there is no goddamn way this series of events happened in this order. Nope, mm-hmm. not even close. And even if you had, let's say, you got abducted for real, for real, and you were a writer, even if you polished it, it wouldn't come out like this even in the slightest. No. And have any maintenance to an experience that a person would actually have. Even even if we can't imagine what it would be like to be on an alien or have an alien presence or be abducted, I can fucking assure you that, that that's not this. it's not that. <laughs> I don't know what obscenity is, but I'll know it when I see it. <laughs> that was not an alien fucking abduction, homie. It was not. I, I guarantee you, you weren't doing a two-step with the aliens. <laughs> I'm sure you weren't. Kissing mini Dr. Doom on the nostrils, buddy. I don't think that's fucking happening. Yeah. Which, uh, 
makes you a liar. <laughs> and a very funny one at that. Good job, Whitley Stryber. Everyone should watch Communion. <laughs> it's, it's super dumb, James, and I don't want to talk about it anymore. I will tell you what. If you feel the need that you have to watch this movie because we've talked about it and you love our podcast that much, do yourself a favor. Just read the Wikipedia article on Whitley Stryber. And if you feel like it, just read an, one or two articles about him. Fast forward till about 45 minutes into this film. Yeah. And then watch it as a satire. Because literally almost nothing happens. Mm. It is the such a basic, almost like hero's journey of, I didn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. I I didn't want to believe it, but God damn it, it's true. And then it's... everyone claps because I survived it. <laughs> Fuck you. The, the, the first part of this movie is like the cellulose in 70s Taco Bell tacos. <laughs> All filler, no meat. Mm-hmm. And then you just got to wait till the flavor kicks. You know, you got to get a couple bites in to get the sauce. You yeah. Know? You get to watch him just be a real bad husband and father for like half an hour. Mm -hmm. Wow, you're douchey McDouchey for no reason. <laughs> you almost shot your wife in the fucking head. <laughs> you paddled up on the douche canoe and, and for why? <laughs> to, oh. do, to do a two-step with aliens. Mm -mm -mm. A sweaty, a sweaty noggin kiss. <laughs> what a dumbass movie. <laughs> <laughs> this movie just sucked. Hey James, yes. where can people find us? They can find us at horrorvomitpodcast at gmail.com They can find us on Hmm, what would take me the longest to say? Oh, they can find us on Facebook, and if they want to give us the stars and maybe a couple, two or three words, that'd be nice. Get us on the algorithms. Yeah, you sure can. You, you can promote this garbage that we talk about. Absolutely. So uh, what should we do next, James? Because you know what? Mm. I, I was thinking... I, the only giallos that we've done have been Argento. Mm -hmm. Should we dip our toe elsewhere into that genre? Because every single time I try and watch one, I think it's boring. Mm -hmm. Until I just give up and like give in to a giallo and watch it and go, God damn, that was enjoyable. I feel a little dirty for having watched this. It's kind of a good dirty. <laughs> a, a good dirty for what? Watching a giallo. For watching Jallos? Mm -hmm. All right. We'll, we'll figure out a Jallo or something. All right. Or something. We got it. Or not. <laughs> we could do We could do anything. Sh Sharknado. No, I, no, I absolutely will the, not the watch Sharknado. The funny thing is, I watch movies now all the time, and uh, I never really pay attention to how things are. I saw the most amazing action sequence in any movie I've seen in about the last 10 years. Do tell. It was an Equalizer 3. Oh, shit, yeah. Motherfucking Denzel motherfucking Washington spins around, sticks a pistol through this guy's fucking eye socket. You watch the whole thing. Pop, biffs about three shots into the guy behind him and just fucking clears a room. Damn. Dude, and I've seen the movie before, but I kind of watch it. You know how you watch it and just... You know, yeah, yeah. Fucking, I'm like, this whole movie, I'm like, holy fuck, I forgot how brilliant this guy is with action. It's like that, and I rewatched The Harder They Fall. Hell yeah, dude. God, I love that fucking movie. Mm. All right, we should probably stop rambling. I'm sorry, yeah. This has just gotten push, dumb. Push the button. I will. No. I, I'm not going to fight you on this one. Let's be done. It's cold. All right. All right. Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Fuck you. You can see it. You would be terrified. Shit, missed. Missed. I missed.